Hey, it's Adam. Thanks for checking out Wabi Sabi Podcast. If it's your first time, welcome. If you're a returning guest, welcome back as well. Um, again, trying to get a flow going of a, of a chat, ideally once a week. So thanks for bearing with me. Um, I still have my Patreon uh, ongoing. It is the best and currently only way to support the podcast directly, um, starting as low as a dollar a month. And I believe starting at $5 a month, there is um, a gift of artwork <clears throat> that I will be sending out uh, every year to patrons starting at $5 a month. I believe the tiers go up to $25 a month with more benefits as well. And speaking of Patreon, which, by the way, can be reached at patreon.com forward slash wabi-sabi podcast. This week, I'm speaking to my first Patreon supporter and friend, Ben Garrett. He's the creative director at Pixite Apps, which is a company based down in San Diego that make incredible apps for iOS and Android, a lot of uh, creativity and expression um, to be explored through their apps. I've been using them um, for years, since 2012, and even became a beta tester for them as well. In 2013, when I started uh, developing my friendship with Ben, he is the creative director at Pixite, amongst other things. He's also a dad, husband, um, a lighting designer, He's got many superpowers. And I'll save my last comment on this conversation about Ben, uh, which I'll wait for you listeners to hear at the very end of the show. And I think we've, uh, we're going to start exploring something together. So without further ado, here's Ben. How about yourself? I'm, I'm good. I just got out of a a meeting that was didn't quite go as I expected it to, but um, that is what it is, right? Isn't it? <laughs> I was, it I was, I was, and I apologize for being a few minutes uh, slow to the I think, to the call, but I think it's my fault. <laughs> no, no, no. I I was just talking to. I was catching up unexpectedly with like one of my like my oldest friend who's living in, in Tokyo, uh, you know, as an expat and hearing some of the, you know, like everybody has their trials and tribulations as a parent. He's also a parent married, you know, has a son and you're just hearing some of like what's going on over there. And I was just like, it was this funny moment of like, I didn't expect this conversation to go here, but I'm so happy that it did because it's so real, but I also have to get off <laughs> because I have this goal right now. So to be continued and it's like, that's fine. You know, that's just, that's just the way it's going. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's funny. Those, those conversations, those conversations are super helpful or sorry, not helpful. They're, they're super healthy and super important. Um, I think for, for everybody, for 
sort of, you know, sounds like maybe your friend needed that conversation. Sure. You know, he needed, he needed someone to listen. Sure. Um, I think people need more people need people to listen. It's like, yeah, maybe something that's missing. Um, I, I think it is. I mean, especially in, in, I don't know, it sounds so cliche to say in the world of today, we are potentially losing those kinds of like, I mean, even vulnerable moments between friends and family. Not that we have to, not, not to sound so like pedantic to say like, we have to schedule this time to be vulnerable, but just that kind of, uh, I don't know, like the moment of suddenly we're going there and, and then it's the feeling of like, wait, can I go here right now? Like, can I, I, I'm, I'm so open to be on the receiving end of like such real conversations. That's actually kind of how I feel like what I elicit from people, like even in this show, <laughs> like, like I, this, you know? Yeah. I feel, I feel the same way. I, I think some of my greatest friendships are, are people who, you know, they, they need, they need to share or they need to talk or there's something going on and, and it becomes just an, becomes an important part of our relationship where there is vulnerable expression between the two of us. Um, and it is super necessary. Um, and and it, it's funny. I talked to you, I, I mentioned this once in a while to maybe, maybe my wife, um, and, or whoever will listen, but how I so much more appreciate getting together with a very small group of people, meaning like one or two, as opposed to having these bigger group like dinners or gatherings or what have you, because the conversation just goes mostly nowhere. <laughs> it's just, it's everybody sort of trying to one up the next guy with some, I don't know, joke based on what you just said or the other person just said, and you, you really have no deep or meaningful conversation. And also people don't, uh, they don't normally find comfort in, bigger groups in, in being vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, you're outing me as a, <laughs> as, as a not so closeted introvert anyway. Like I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, introverts of the world unite. But totally. Like, not, not, not unites. I, I, there's, I feel like there's enough memes in the world about introverts <laughs> and, um, um, but yeah, that feeling of, I'd much rather be like, in something nuanced, complex, and intimate with a, a smaller number of people mm-hmm. than with, you know, some big, big party. Not to say like, you know, in my sort of past lives, like as a musician, like, yeah, I mean, you go play a show and there's, I don't know, 50, hundred, hundreds of people or something. And there's, there's that kind of experience. And yet there is like a kind of a, almost a singular sort of individuated experience that happens like as musician, I'm sure you may experience this as at least my assumption is you may be experiencing this as, as uh, you know, like one of your uh, creative outputs now as like a lighting designer, if you're going to an event and you're, you're, kind of i don't know if you're performing or you're setting up like a like a performance so to speak yeah usually you know um yeah i think that one of the things that's that's a 
appealing about what I, what I have done in that space is that I I set up a performance and I basically hit play and walk away and yeah. there's no technical problems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or pray that there's no technical problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I I get it. There's there's that sort of that introvert extrovert thing where you're you're an introverted extrovert when you're sort of you're the person on stage performing. Um, yeah. That, but you you express yourself in a different way. It's 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 easier to express yourself through you know your instrument than it is to maybe express yourself express yourself through words or conversation. I think it really just depends on the individual. I mean, some people, some people are almost born, you know, to do the sort of be on stage or be that kind of, uh, just sort of be the fulcrum of a party for that moment. I don't want to say like sucking up the air or like being the loudest person there. I'm trying, I'm going for the more like diplomatic, um, you know, uh, observations of that but like yeah it's sort of being the fulcrum at that moment of, of the party that's kind of how i i feel um so um so yeah i mean first of all thank you for taking the time and the space to to speak with me i mean i feel like we i feel like i've i've presented this opportunity to you and not that you not that I experienced you as saying like no I don't want to do that but I felt this this natural like I feel it too kind of like not hesitance or not even reticent to but just that kind of like well I don't know like what I'd really be sharing or stuff like that like what could I really talk about um and uh I am so yeah, first and foremost, I'm just grateful to in the in the sea of chaos that is every day <laughs> of of the world right now in two thousand and twenty nineteen. Yeah. You know, as like as 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 humans, as men, as parents, you know, partners uh in, in marriages or partnerships like thank you for no, being here and the, the here and now thank you for for inviting me and thank you for having me i don't i don't think i had a hesitance um at least i didn't i didn't intend to sound like i did i'm sorry if i did feel like there was a hesitance no. maybe you know maybe to Maybe I perceived something that I was just like, I was thinking like maybe he may respond in that way. And yeah, it may just be like what I'm, that's like sort of it within my narration of like, well, maybe he might not say yes, or he might not be available. Like, I mean, there's, there's a lot of that that goes on for me, like as I'm trying to navigate or thinking that I'm trying to navigate this show, like what if people say no, what if they're not interested? What if, no one wants to talk to me. What if I can't schedule with anyone? Like all th- those kinds of seemingly innocuous sort of sabotage self-sabotage kind of thoughts. Those, you know? I mean, those are, those are thoughts that that's completely normal, completely like 100% normal and totally yeah. true with sort of yeah. everything that, I mean, I, I think this is 
this is how everybody feels. And I think when you're in that mode or in that moment of, oh, maybe he or she doesn't want to do this, or maybe he or she thinks a certain way about me and, or we're all just, we beat ourselves up and we, we, you get stuck in this, this echo chamber of it's me. It's not, or, you know, yeah, it's me. It's not them. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So I guess the point, point being like, yeah, it's, yeah, you're, you're human too. (laughs) So we all go through that stuff. And, and, uh, I, I, I may be in the same, same boat as you. Like, I, I mean, it's, it's not a competition to say, well, I have self more self doubt than you do. No, obviously not. Um, but I get it, man. I, I get it a hundred percent. Like when doing any sort of, uh, venture, uh, creative or business or what have you, it's, it's in trying to involve other people. It's, it's easy to constantly question, um, is this person interested in, in what I'm doing or is this person um, just telling me what I want to hear. Um, yeah. but the more I, so I've tried to work on that and try to remind myself that, um, it's, it's not them, it's me, um, which is hard to remember. Um, I read this, uh, I read this book that was recommended, recommended by, um, a friend, uh, called the diamond cutter. And I think it was, a Oh, book. a friend, a friend gifted that to me years ago. Oh, really? Did you read yeah. it? I did. Yeah, I think I made it through most of it. Um, and I think the first, hopefully I'm not I'm make, not mixing this up with another book, but I believe, yeah, obviously it's about the, the guy in the diamond industry and, and he um, he studied Buddhism for a while and um, just sort of the lessons there and talking about, uh, you know, the energy received from somebody else and how you perceive that energy and you choose um, – you choose how you want to receive the energy from, you know, a situation or, or people. It's, it's not necessarily them like emitting this negative energy on, onto you. And, uh, am I remembering this correctly? Um, yeah. Please stop me if I'm like, yeah, you know, you're like, no, that's wrong. That's the wrong book. No, <laughs> but I think yeah, he talk, was it, was he, was it, he talked about, uh, <laughs> he got into meditation and how that was helpful. And then, and then I think he went into like, oh yeah, like these sort of these hourly or daily hourly meditations, which sound amazing. And I would love to do that. But as a, you know, as you know, as a parent and an entrepreneur and a, you know, just a human being and like, who's got time for that? Like as much as I want to have time for that, uh, that's where I sort of fell off. Oh, that's what he, he started to talk about like weekly retreats, like meditation retreats. And like, maybe someday, I, I don't know, but point being, um, I resonated with the the beginning, the first sort of part of the book where you talked about um, receive, you know, choosing to receive the energy in a certain way. And we, we do get hung up on certain people where if you decide that that energy is negative, then you'll get stuck in that headspace and that energy will always be negative, but you just have to let it bounce off you and realize that it's not them. It's you. Yeah. That's seemingly like your narrative really, makes or breaks pretty much anything mm-hmm. you know yeah um i this isn't really i that's actually a really good topic that i'd like to like take a moment to just touch on especially within the within the context of like you know we both happen to be like dads like within the the tech <laughs> 
within the sort of the tech universe. Mm-hmm. And my, uh, I've been noticing something, and especially, and I, I'm really only noticing it. Uh, not only, I'm noticing it uh, in in a certain level of richness through a medium like Instagram, where um, people who aren't parents really take the sort of I'm going to workshop myself as much as I can as often as I can like take it like to to the next level and it's that kind of like I'm watching yeah I'm watching like individuals like going to workshop after workshop or going to see like do work with like this teacher or this um uh, i don't know go to this retreat center those kinds of things and and to me it seems it's i guess it's become like really clear to me like as i'm noticing you know sort of like how what am I really trying to say here? I'm not really making a judgment. I'm just like noticing how, or let me put it this way. The people who don't know that they don't know <laughs> about, about, about parenthood, they right. really, they really, really, really don't know. And I, and to be fair, like five years ago, I was not say not to say that I was that person like going, jumping from workshop to workshop, but when I didn't know, I really didn't know. Even with friends who were starting to have babies, you may come over and visit and, you know, like hold the baby and maybe like, maybe do a, a bottle feeding or something, like maybe check out how they change their diaper. Like I, there was a, there was a minimal kind of like workshoppy aspect to that. Like I, especially cause you know, like maybe months before, um, yeah, I'd say months before, you know, my partner and I had had our daughter, like there was there was an aspect of that, like how much how much can I take in in terms of knowledge before I'm gonna be in it like sort of hour, you know, day in and day out. There was that aspect of it. But when you're not a parent, you so like you just you really don't know what it's like for other parents, even even your close friends who may have recently become parents. And I don't really have a solution or, or like a, a strategy <laughs> to sort of I'm not saying like this is an epidemic or a big problem, but it's just something that I'm. Oh, it's totally an epidemic. We keep having kids, man. It's just like <laughs> growing out of control. No, I, I a hundred percent hear you. I, I totally get it. Um, <laughs> I was, I was uh, yelled at by my, one of my closest friends when he found out we were pregnant because he said we, we we're ruining everything because once one one person gets pregnant, everybody else is going to getting pregnant. I was like, oh, thanks, dude. I mean, we, we definitely laugh about that later on. I was like, yeah, like th- this is the friend where we can be super frank to each other and super honest, yeah. and it's like a yeah. super healthy, amazing relationship. Yeah. Um, and he where the the conversations go to a very vulnerable state, and we very much need each other for that. Um, yeah. But I mean, to, you know, back to the point of. Yeah, you really, you really don't have a clue, sort of, um, what you're getting into, 
and like and how far that sort of rabbit hole or how deep that rabbit hole goes when you're talking about being a parent um and where and you know in and it goes in so many different i mean there's so many different ups and downs and there's so many different parts of that experience and it constantly evolves into different places and you're like wow i didn't really expect to be dealing with that or that's a new situation or so on and so forth you know for instance i have i have a you know i i think your your daughter is you said five right she's four now yeah four yeah um yeah i have a I have an eight-year-old and a 12-year-old uh both boys and um my 12-year-old is you know he's he's getting to the to the the into his preteens and in teens and and all the the wonder wonderfully uh i don't know sort of mind struggling things that come with that i guess for you know that's not a great term but like you know getting to teens and and the, the relationships uh you know both with friends and and, and girls and and where oh, this person is acting this way and this person is acting that way. And it's sort of a whole new level of parenting where we're, oh, okay, you're, you're looking for a relationship advice now. This is a new experience. Um, yeah. I knew this was coming, but I didn't know when. Um, yeah. 12 is a little early, I suppose. Uh, well, no, not at all. I mean, yeah, you're, he's, you know, he's not far from 13 and he's in sixth grade. And uh, I, I sort of put myself back there um, and remembering those experiences. Um, but yeah, you, 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 you don't know, you, you, you really don't know. Um, and I, 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 it's funny. I like, I almost feel like I'm dancing around this, this certain word and, and maybe we both are when we're talking about following other people on Instagram and seeing all the things that they're doing and this, that, and the other thing. And there's a sense of jealousy, so to speak of like, wow, you don't know like how sort of easy you have it right now. And not in parenting is, you know, having children is, is, is glorious in so many ways and it's uh, there's so many amazing things to be taken from you know and learned from your children and you know being a parent and so on and so forth but um it's a yeah there's those with kids and those without um so uh yeah it's it's funny i mean it's funny i mean you say the word jealousy and yeah there's totally an aspect of that you know, and and it could be. I think it's more complex and nuanced than that. But I mean, just for the sake of the moment and the here and now, like just just fucking throwing it out there is great because you know you get to refine it as you as you as you keep experiencing that phenomenon, aka Instagram. I mean, you as you know, as someone like yourself who's you've been in the business and in the creative uh output of developing uh envisioning and developing apps for use so that that whole like jealousy aspect as the type of users you and i may be like you can feel that it's by design that that kind of it's almost like not like hey you sinister person you're sort of designing what my experience is going to be like and it's going to be incorporate this sort of aspect of jealousy it's not necessarily i'm not saying like everyone like people are like you know maligned like that right but, but just 
that that is a design decision, you know, of like, I'm going to scroll through either people that I'm following or people that may be suggested to me through whatever these unique algorithms and see this person, this digital nomad who's living in fucking Bali or something, you know, chilling <laughs> with like a coconut. <laughs> like, Hey, I'm doing, I'm doing work and I'm chilling in Bali. And it's like, it's like, there's an aspect of it for me. That's like, yeah, that's nice. And yeah. And in the moments where, you know, sort of day in and day out parenthood, I may decide in that, in the, in the today or yesterday is like, Oh, that was really challenging. And not to say that like looking at Instagram is this kind of like looking at the grass is greener somewhere else. I feel like I look at it for a a source of inspiration for a way to, to reach out with people. Like, I feel like my, (laughs) it's silly to say like my tenure with Instagram, Hmm. my, my relationship with it over the years Mm -hmm. has definitely evolved and the beginnings of it, truthfully, like not to blow like smoke up your butt, but like the beginnings of Instagram for me were, were, were like directly like a, like cause and effect to using the apps that you made with Pixite that I can express myself creatively and visually and in turn be in touch with like a sort of global community of people. That was like how I started using Instagram like seven years ago, which is super inspiring. And it's like, I'm always looking for that kind of a, engagement you know and i'm doing it now like more with like sort of tea and parenthood and also with you know like moments of art as well it's not quite the same but but then i can easily notice when on certain days or you know like if i'm in a something i'm in a funk or something and i'm not maybe I'm not reaching out to a friend to be like, just really vulnerable if I'm going to like find myself using a tool like that. And then not creating jealousy, but just like sort of using and abusing the app in a way that I know is unhealthy for me, Hmm. where I'm just sort of like, like a voyeur in a way I'm like, I'm looking at someone else doing, sharing something amazing. And I know, again, I know it's by design how the app works and how the, algorithm is spitting things out to me and how their ads the certain <laughs> lately the ads have gotten like very strange like just in the last week for me really that's really funny to hear because i sort of feel the same way and actually the ads were dare i say well done and well targeted uh for maybe the last you know six months or a year before that because i very much curated my feed but they have gotten weird in the last week they changed yeah. something <laughs> Something happened where like they let they let they kind of like open the floodgates for like like honestly, like I'll be you know and you know like for the purpose of recording this conversation and and putting it out as a show, like let this be on record <laughs> <laughs> totally let this be let this be on record that for the last like for a while, like within the last two years, ever since I started like embracing my baldness i shit you not every almost every instagram 
curated Instagram, targeted Instagram ad for me was like hair regrowth, like blah, blah, blah. Like the constant, like incessant. Jesus. It was like regrow your hair. And, um, and you know what else I've noticed that I've actually never said, and especially within this kind of conversation, as I've also, uh, I've been incessantly getting ads about like um, online dating, which I have no idea. That's super why. strange. It's super strange. Like online dating, like me, you know, like there's, uh, I'm, I can say the name now because I've seen it, you know, 800 billion times. <laughs> oh, no. But it's called, it's called Meet Mindful. <laughs> Meet Mindful has been targeted, you know, like sending me targeted ads to meet a conscious partner uh and like a lot of like fix your fix your hair dude basically it's basically like the message i've been getting and i'm every time i see that stuff i'll take the three seconds to you know the upper right you know uh, dots button and to say like hide this ad it's it's irrelevant it's offensive like just enough already right um i may have sent an a message to Instagram maybe once or twice within the last number of years, obviously with no real response. Um, but all that said, this last week I started getting like targeted, like join the Masons ads. Whoa, okay, that's next level weird. Uh, is next? I mean, it's so next level that I re- I recorded I recorded that I did a screen recording <laughs> of the ad. And then shared it like, what the fuck is this? Wow. Man? It was very, it was really, it was really so, something. So the Masons have jumped on the, the, uh, the, Masons the social ad advertising uh, bandwagon as well, huh? I mean, yeah. who isn't on there at this point, right? Really, who isn't? It was, uh, it was really something. And um, yeah, haven't given enough, like sort of, haven't given it, haven't, having just now given a lot of time for that, for that just now in this conversation again like i want to i want to you know reiterate that um and it's funny just to take a second like i don't like on the episodes i'll do like maybe a two minute intro, mm-hmm. you know, before I start playing the conversation. And in that intro, I, I really kind of, I'd say more formally introduce every guest. Yeah. You know, I don't really, I don't really do so, uh, at least on my end within a conversation, but I always like open and I open, I always sort of open it up at some point, like within a conversation where I feel like it's hopefully really organic to, to let kind of let the guests speak for themselves because there's, I feel like, I feel like, you know, I, and, you know, I I feel privileged to call you a friend. And at the same time, like my, my uh, getting my sort of reaching out to you was through a universe like Instagram or like through apps, through the things that you've created or co-created and put out into the world. And then I've, I've like reached out to like on my own behalf. Um, so it's like a really interesting, like seemingly 21st century way to like make a friend. Um, but I guess it's no different than, you know, if I had been living in a different era and like, you know, an artisan made a product that I 
you know, I'll let's say a blacksmith made an amazing tool. And I was like, Hey, I want to reach out to this blacksmith and write a letter and say how appreciative I am of their craft and like kind of forging a friendship that way. So I guess it really isn't that different, but it's seeming seemingly in the digital age, it seems like a unique phenomenon to like make friends in that way. You know, it's, um, I, you know what's funny is like, I guess I like maybe, maybe forgot about the fact that, um, not forgot about, but never really took into too much consideration um, the basis of our friendship on a product that I played a part in making. Um, yeah. And, and so I guess just to be clear, I'm like, like, it's funny. I don't even want to say the term. I'm like, I don't know. I've never really considered you or anybody else who I've sort of communicated with in this space is like, this is a fanboy. Like, 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 and even like just saying it out loud makes me feel shitty. And like, I generally have always been like, Hey, like we, you reach out to me first. And I was like, Hey, there's a, here's a dude that makes really cool art on Instagram and just happens to use some of the apps that, that we've, we've made. Um, that's awesome. But I think like, like that thought stopped there. Like that was, it was like, okay, Hey, like yeah. let's have some conversation. And then from that point on, it was like, here's just a really interesting guy who makes great art and we have good conversation and, and, and that's it. And we're friends. Like, and it goes from there. Um, yeah. So just wanted to sort of to, to say that out loud. And I, I, I you know, um, where you were saying like sort of sort of seven years ago your your instagram you know journey and art journey sort of started in that space i kind of felt the same way with the you know but i was on you know i guess i was on a different or no not necessarily a different side of things um i felt the same way in that okay so i made this cute little app um, that made some geometric drawing stuff and that's cool and whatnot um, and I put it out there and I kind of forgot about it. It was like, I don't know if anybody's using this. I'm barely selling any, like whatever. It was a fun experiment. And like, um, and, and in doing the creative things that I do so much of it has been like, it's about the process. It's about making a thing and Hey, if you like it, cool. If you don't, whatever, uh, you know, I enjoyed the process. Um, so I put that out there and, and I think whatever, however, you know, a year later or whatnot is when I sort of discovered, I guess I was Googling. It was like, uh, does anybody use DecoSketch? I sort of Googled it. And that's, and that's where I discovered Instagram. I, I actually, I found some people posting images of it on Instagram, like, 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 like three people. I don't know. It was really small. Um, and that's where I got excited. Cause it was like, Oh, cool. People are using my product. But I think beyond that, I was like, wait a minute, there's this whole world of these people making art with apps on their phones and it, it nothing. And that's where I got, I got excited because I'm like, I felt like it's funny. My wife and I always talk about this. Our, our, our sort of uh, um, uh, way to describe this experience. Uh, you, do you? What's this song? There's a song. I think it's called. I think it's by Blind Melon. I don't remember the name of the song, but the music video is about. It shows it's like there's a bumblebee who, who like discovers. It's like looking for the bumblebee. The person dressed up in a bumblebee costume is looking for their people, and like the whole beginning of the of the uh oh yeah it's no rain right i, I don't yeah maybe I, it's funny like i can that. also i almost know the words but at the end the bumblebee finds finds her his or her people and uh that like that was it was a similar experience i'm like i found my people the people are like i'm not 
making this product because I want you to use it. I'm making this product because I want to make art with you and talk about art and collaborate and and like yeah. let's all get inspired and in, in by each other and and see where this goes. And I think that's where that you know. I think that my journey started around the same time. I just maybe, you know, came from a little bit of a different perspective and, but my, maybe not, Yeah. maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You just kind of really, that's pretty mind blowing. Cause I remember that video watching that when I was like maybe nine <laughs> or 10 years old or something. And remembering like it being like kind of a, for me, maybe a seminal how I understood or how I started relating to music videos as like a boy, you know, like not even like a preteen. Really. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. <laughs> I brought you but, back. But, brought you back yeah, I know. It really, really, it really brought me back. It really brought me, no, which is great. It's just why, <laughs> it's why we're here. Totally. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, and you know, and thank you for, for clarifying, you know, the, those things even beforehand i feel like the i don't know much about like i feel like without knowing much about it so it's really kind of hard to speak about it but i see i feel like there is a culture of sort of fan fandom i mean you could say fanboy fangirl whatever yeah yeah yeah. there's a culture of fan fanness that like is probably in like more like the celebrity or like I love this, I love a musician kind of thing that is kind of like like I not to say like, oh, you're worshiping an icon or something like that, but there's there's that kind of aspect of it. It seems like having never been, but it seems like stuff like Comic Con is really like a is a or like a a tre- like a Trekkie convention. <laughs> maybe may not to like not to not to shit on any of this. No, no, not at all. But, but to, it seems like that's like the kind of like the main forum for stuff like that. Plus like whatever you do online or whatever you may share online that like is in, is in constant alter building to that, either to the person or the personality or the character or something. Um, And yeah, I mean, to be fair, like my experience of, Oh, I found, I don't even remember how I found it. That's what's so cool about it. Like I have no distinct memory of finding Deco Sketch. It may have I may have just typed like geometric in the App Store and like that may have come up in a search result. So again, like thank you, App Store or something yeah. like that. But or the keywords. I got, got the right keyword. Keywords. Somebody else, keywords somebody are else, great. Somebody else is on the same plane as me. Thank you, Adam. Cool. Exactly. <laughs> and and I remember um, as I started using it, I think there was also like a simultaneous or like an impending like Mac version that may or may not be utilizing the, Jesus, what was it called The again? Leap Motion. The Leap Motion, that's right. <laughs> and feeling like, whoa, this is kind of like beyond our years right now. Uh, and... I think given the, I think I, I don't even remember if I really did try delete motion. Um, we could, that's, that's a whole other conversation for later, but I definitely can say that like the app, the mobile experience is really where I thrived uh, or I felt like I was thriving like within, uh, you know, utilizing these, these products. Mm-hmm. And 
as I was ex- trying to explain to people like, wait, what are you doing again? I was like, well, I use this ecosystem of apps to give me either certain assets or tools or filters or whatever to sort of like, it's my, I was like saying like, I've developed my own sort of illustrator kind of workflow through this whole ecosystem, which was kind of another way of saying like, well, I'm kind of a graphic designer, but I'm definitely saying like, fuck you to the Adobe style (laughs) ecosystem because it was very more, it was so much more like an intuitive touch base, exploratory experience, which is what was always exciting me. Anytime I tried making something either from an idea or a vision or just like, I'm just going to see what happens when I put these blocks together. It was very like, you know, like sort of Montessori style playing, you know, with, with, you know, I don't know if you look back at it, like seemingly rudimentary or, or elementary things of like, if you put, if you cobble together in, in your unique expressive way, you get something special. Um, and so to see like how for me to watch a company like Pixite, um, which is if I am understanding correctly, is it something that you co-founded or is it something you joined? How did that what's the story there? Uh yeah, no, I didn't co I didn't co found. I, I joined. I joined Pixite in Okay. Uh, see Pixite's been around since two thousand nine. Uh, yeah. Scott Sakura and Eugene Kaneko are the co-founders. Uh, Pixite started with uh, photo management apps. Um, the the popular one being uh, web web albums, which was a way to manage your Google Picasa account uh, with or on the on the iPad, and wow. that did really well uh, for Pixite. Uh, because there was no, I mean, this was obviously long before Google Photos, and Google hadn't created any sort of native iOS ex, uh, experiences to manage that. So that was that was sort of the, the flagship product. Um, and then Pixite made a couple other. I think it was an iPhone version uh, made of that um, back when back when there were iPad versions and then iPhone versions. Um, and then I think there was a sort of trying to trying to recreate that success, uh, looked at doing or did make a Dropbox version of that, a Flickr version of that similar experience, and maybe others. I think those are the two two big ones, um, which I think did okay. Um, but around the time, it's funny. This all happened. Well, it's funny that you mentioned the leap motion thing because literally all this happened around that same time. Um, yeah. <clears throat> we were... I had moved to Encinitas, uh, just north of San Diego, um, in 2012, I think 2012 or 2013. Um, and I was working at a co-working space in San Diego called Third Space, which for the record is probably the coolest co-working space I've ever been to, um, before co-working spaces were cool and, and filled with reclaimed, reclaimed wood panels and, um, <laughs> and fancy coffee. Um, this was not that at all. It was a pretty raw uh, warehouse space um, with a really unique take and was just filled full of, you know, there was painters, there was video editors, um, there was sort of like 
quasi maker space in the back. There's photographers and of course developers and designers and writers and so on and so forth. But it was a cool group of people. Um, it was, it was, it was small. He, uh, the guy who ran it, uh, Pete McConnell, um, he, he was kind of picky about who he let in and he always called it. His joke was it's, it's a, what did he say? Um, something about like, it's not a club, it's a cult, I think, which yeah. was really funny. I mean, and he would, he would interview people when they're interested in becoming part of the coworking space. And then if he didn't feel like they were a good fit, he would say no. Um, so, you know, if it was like a salesman who was probably going to be on the phone all day, he was like, yeah, you probably don't fit in with the, with the, uh, the group. He really wanted like a creative group of open-minded people working there. And it, it was never, there were never too many people there. Um, but it was such a cool space. And uh, Pete's gone on to do other things and third space is, um, I think used for something else at this point. But uh, yeah, definitely the coolest co-working space. My point was, uh, that's where I met uh, Scott and Eugene. Um, Cause they were also using uh, third space as their sort of, um, you know, their, their workspace. And mm-hmm. I was sort of working on Dego sketch and I would overhear their, you know, conversations and meetings about the apps that they were working on. And uh, we both individually got the leap motion um, for our own projects. And we never really had communicated before this. So like we'd like seen each other in the coworking space, but never really talked too much. And I was like, oh, hey, I got one of those too. And, and, you know, we ended up, that sort of opened the conversation and they were doing their their own experiments with it, with web, web albums. And I was doing my own experience, experiments. And that's when we sort of started to like share wares. Um, and they were, they had an interest in, in doing something in the creative space. And I had an interest in finding uh, actual uh, so- software developers, you know, instead of me being a sort of hack uh, programmer, um, someone who actually knew what they were doing. Um, I, I, I was sort of self-taught and maybe not the best way. Um, so I did my best, I guess, but I was looking to do more of the creative stuff and maybe not handle as much as the programming. And, um, so we connected, we had some good conversation. Um, and I, uh, we started, uh, I think we were actually going to build a small version of Deco sketch inside of web albums. And that's when I, uh, Scott was trying to teach me a little bit of Objective C, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, I know how to use Flash, Flash, and ActionScript. That's my thing, and that's always been my thing." And I don't know what I'm doing with Objective C, um, but uh, we sort of moved past which is, that. Which is a which is an app. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Objective, Objective C is, is a app. Objective C is a language like C or C It's like another version right. of that. And, that, and Objective C is the base language for building iOS apps. Um, oh, got it. Now it's moved on to other things like Swift, I think is yeah. sort of the current thing. Um, yeah. Whatever. I'm sort of getting into the weeds here. Um, I came up with an app idea that was tangent. I pitched that to him. Um, we sort of partnered together to do that and uh, we released it, uh, you know, uh, and that was, um, we got, that was the first time Pixite had, gotten the app feature on the app store. Um, it was, I, I kind of remember, uh, just getting a call from Eugene in the middle of the day. He's like, dude, did you get the email? I was like, what email? He's like, Tangent's going to be featured on the app store. I was like, you're kidding me. I'm like, we just built this thing and came up with this random idea and they're going to feature in the app store. Like that was the most exciting thing or probably the most excited I've, I've, I've been about, you know, one of my creative ventures. And I mean, not to say that everything else I've done hasn't been as exciting, but I think that was like, wow. Um, Apple recognized this 
random idea that I had and that we built together. And, you know, I, I, we, 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 we grew this thing together and, uh, they featured it and I ended up joining the company a few months later and the rest is history, I guess, you know, we, we, we went on to build, you know, the other apps, uh, lawyer stripes in matter and fragment and union. Um, those being all the sort of the photo editing apps, um, the uh with i think we all did most of those within a year or so of each other uh yeah it was tons of fun and now we've moved on yeah, to, you know to the the coloring coloring stuff and um we have the design you know pigment with, with the, our coloring app pigment and then assembly our design app which is um a lot of fun i mean they're all they're both a lot of fun so um yeah it's been a fun ride man it's been amazing to, as someone who's just been enjoying the fruits of the <laughs> of the labor, um, it's amazing to uh, to on the one hand see all these apps as like as individual, they stand by themselves as individual products, but they also exist within like a really interesting ecosystem. I mean, an ecosystem that I've maybe built in my head, like in terms of like having us having a story or a relationship with apps uh but they're so they stand collectively so far apart from anything else i use with one exception one exception and i I hope you may have heard of this app called universe yes i checked out universe after you talked with uh the founder i guess i listened to that that episode that episode and I really yeah. enjoyed it. And yeah. I was like, okay, this is super cool. And I definitely pulled I think, some inspiration from it. And I think I told him in our conversation, like that really like the only experiences that even draw from the well of awesome, which which is how I, you know, we'll tell, we'll talk about, you know, <laughs> pick side apps. I was like, you should check those out because those are soup, you know, like have been constant consistently inspiring. Um so yeah, that's cool that I'm, I, you know, if I can say I've made that connection, that, that feels really cool to know that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like standing apart from anything else, like nothing elicits creativity, nothing, you know, like, and it's different to go back to an app because I have a creative idea or I want to explore something. It's so unique to have that experience or let me let me just say it another way. I cherish the fact that I get to have a creative relationship with something versus like, oh, I I have a weird social need, so I'll go to Instagram for that, right? Mm. Uh, and and you know, to be fair, I'm I'm being really vulnerable about that right now because I've actually like stopped using Facebook finally. Uh, like I like I've pretty much permanently suspended my Facebook account and I, I only leave it there so I can continue using messenger because that's another way to like communicate with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it wasn't for speaking or con- having sort of continuous conversations with people on messenger, I would just delete the whole thing. Like kind of, I'm pretty much done I, yeah. with that whole universe. I hear you, dude. Uh, yeah. I stopped. I've stopped. I stopped actively using Facebook maybe three or four years ago. I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, and it, it went from checking it every day to checking a couple of times of, you know, you know, 
tapping every other day to a couple times a week to once a week to twice a month to once every other month to I just don't even care anymore. <laughs> and is that is that something that you like? Pre, was like a premeditated thing? No, I just got so sick and tired of it. It was just it was just boring. Like it just yeah. wasn't interesting anymore. I'm like, yeah, people complaining about dumb things and and, and you know videos of dumb things like there's just nothing interesting on there anymore to me well, um, yeah so i just i just moved on and i know like and I've, I've stuck with instagram and i've gone i've gone up and down and back and forth with instagram i'm on a sort of I've actually i'm 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 on an upswing with instagram after having like a taking a break and and i it just i just got bored with it um yeah. it also became like sort of yeah. a time suck yeah um which like oh how much time did i spend on instagram today i mean it was never that much i mean my daily usage was half an hour, 45 minutes. I, I don't know. Like even saying that yeah. sounds crazy to me. Um, sure. Well, that speaks a lot to what I've been constantly hearing about reading about. And as a, you know, as I've been sort of cautiously navigating this realm of user experience, you know, really this, like the culture of consumption and convenience built on the framework of, social media and then like the convenience you know the amazoning the you know food delivery uber lyft these i mean the convenience stuff is really like the convenience stuff but like the whole social media aspect of it just being like as you say at time suck it's just feeding that sort of this new found culture of consumption that Again, like using stuff like Pixite or, or as I'm constantly, you know, treating, you know, my, my sort of whatever I build in, or whatever I have put out in universe is something that I like going back to and refining and refining and refining and updating. Like it is like, it's, it's funny to think like the stuff that I create within the stuff that you've helped make is is really my only antidote my only technological antidote <laughs> to the culture of of consumption to like social media which is really cool in a way and here's and here's a question i want to ask you you know as a parent as a parent who's like in in the tech world i mean there's actually a number of questions but the first question is um if you aren't premeditated with like, I'm going to spend less and less time using uh, this technology or like, or like a platform like social media um, to notice how my sort of time is getting sucked away. Like what are the, what are the fail safes? What other fail safes are there other than like your, your you know partner or wife or your kids like asking for your attention like in the real world you know what i mean yeah um yeah i mean it all comes i guess it all comes to discipline which is always easier said than done you can say that all day but it doesn't it's hard discipline is hard um yeah i think i've gotten to the habit of like just i put I put my phone down. I actually put it in or sort of a place where it's not in eye shot uh, in the evening uh, when I'm home. Or when, what actually when I'm I mean I work at home half the time, um, 
when I'm in my office, I'm in full whatever, you know, work mode and communication mode or, you know, so I have my, my, my phone with me and, and when work is done, like five or six o'clock, I sort of try to stash it away. And cause I don't want that distraction. I don't want to see notifications. I don't want to, um, I don't want to be tempted to be like, Oh, I've got five minutes to blow. I'm going to pick up my phone and, and look at it. Um, uh, yeah. because that also like as a parent, I'm, I'm not, I don't want my kids looking at devices all day. We actually, we've set restrictions on devices and when they can use them and what they're using them for. And, uh, that was actually my next question right. is like with a, with an eight and 12 year old, like, are there different limits with, with each, with each of your sons? No, like, how does that work? No, see, that's a, it's, it's, uh, that has been a bit of a challenge. Well, not really a challenge. They've always, so as a parent, I, I we, in the, in that, so to answer that question, they're they have the same restrictions, um, and and in many ways they sort of we they've grown up together, and and maybe like the the younger one is maybe doing things that the older one didn't do when he was his age, and the older one is maybe doing things a little younger than his age. Um, I mean, they're they're both very like individually, they're very you know, they're, they're, they act the way they should at their age, I guess. Um, but when it comes to sort of device usage and bedtime, like they're on the same page. So we don't, we don't separate and say, Oh, well you're 12. So you can stay up till 10 and you know, you are, you're eight. So you have to go to bed at eight. Like, nope. Yeah. We, we always, I guess we meet in the middle, you know, like now they go to bed at nine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. but on the device side of things, uh, it's, there's, you know, we have, we have restrictions around that and, I also don't want to, you know, you very much model, you know, that your behavior is, is what they follow. And so if you, sure. if I'm, if I say, sorry, you, you don't, we're not using devices now and I'm sitting there scrolling Instagram, I'm a hypocrite. You know? yeah. So that's another part of it. Um, yeah. And there's, there's, then there's days where we have, I mean, so the weekends, the weekends, it's kind of like, um, it's like a cheat day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a cheat forty-eight yeah. hours. Well, not forty-eight hours. Like they get up and they play video games for like three hours. Um, yeah. On Saturday and Sunday, and they're like, "Oh, okay, we're done. You know, let's let's go out as a family and go do something. You know, let's let's yeah. go do whatever." Um, and then in the evening, yeah. it's like, "Yeah, sure, it's video game time." Um, and but it it's it is a because of the, that sort of freedom they have. I think it's more on the mind. And then you've got the. Um, all their friends have different rule. Parents have different rules around devices and video games and, and screen time and content. I mean, cause video games, video games is just one part of it. There's, there's YouTube is a whole nother side of it, which um, I've been uncomfortable letting them sort of just free on YouTube, but you know, keeping an eye on what they're watching. And I think we've sort of, we've had enough conversations with them about the dangers of what's online and what you could potentially end up with or, or end up seeing that I trust that they're, they're not looking at, you know, looking at anything except sort of video game and cartoon stuff on, 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 on YouTube. And, you know, I checked the history of the devices just to see, Hey, what are you guys looking at? And we've fostered in sort of a, a trust with you know parent child trust where if there is something weird like come to us or just in life in general like if if there's if you have questions about anything at all like open communication 
ask questions, please. And I think that's working um, because we're, we're not no parents where, okay, this is why I'm uncomfortable with this parents. Um, this is why I don't think this is a good thing to do parents. You know, we, we have a lot of discussion and I think that's hugely helpful um, in gaining their trust as, as someone who grew up with no parents and there was never an explanation as to why it was just like, Nope. Why? Cause I said so. And so there wasn't, we didn't have that trust um, with each other. We didn't have that communication. Uh, so I, you know, what we've chosen to change that um, with our kids and it's, it, I think it's helped out a lot. And I, I'm hoping we stay on this path as they get older. And, you know, cause as you know, like kids get older and you're like, yeah, my family's less important and I'm a teen. And I want to hang out with my friends and so on and so forth. So the things that they say are more important. And, uh, and if they are sort of presented with things that maybe seem questionable that their parents maybe not agree with, maybe they'll think twice about looking at that video on YouTube or doing that, downloading that app or doing whatever. I don't know. I hope like, you know, this is, you know, talk about like this as different stages of parenting. This is sort of, this is sort of one of the places we're at right now. Um, Which is also so singular to like time right now, like this, this era or this like phase of years, you know, I, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's really, um, fuck. I mean, it's really humbling to hear like how you guys are figuring that out and how you're navigating it because it's so, again, it's so singular to the, to the right now, like 10 years ago, we didn't really need to navigate like this, you know, or seemingly, I guess I'm assuming like if I was a parent 10 years ago, you know, but I don't have a 12 year old, so I don't quite know that experience, but I have a four-year-old who is like, to be real, like knows how to navigate, uh, you know, the, whatever the app is that has, you know, videos and games, whichever ones we're using right now, there's like a, there's a PBS one, or there's like a Spanish learning one that are like objectively cool apps if i was a kid you know even like now as an adult i get to appreciate it with her but um like there's that kind of uh, ease of use like intuitive like i know how to start and stop mm-hmm. and navigate and navigate through a dashboard and whatnot and yet like there isn't like you know um command of like you know uh, putting like pencil to paper so it's interesting for me to watch that. And at the same time, hearing how you two are utilizing critical thinking and a lot of openness in your family, again, is also really inspiring because we're doing, uh, we're doing everything we can, you know, with our four-year-old daughter about talking about our feelings, about setting limits and trying to, you know, res- and, and not eliciting, but generating respect, you know, on both sides. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, man, it's like a seemingly a trial, you know, for every every singular family. It really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the communication, the open communication thing, is is has helped a lot. You know. Um, yeah. It's a, it's seemingly like i can't imagine it any other way and yet i can remember like as you said minutes ago about 
you know, your parents and how you were raised. Like uh, there was a lot of unspoken uh, stuff in my family. Like, I mean, to the detriment of many things. Yeah. Um, and we get to draw from those memories and like, okay, well, I'm going to do it this way, not that way, you know, which is, uh, a constant source of inspiration, you know, as, as painful as it may be sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Like that, that like, okay, I feel this way and this is really how I feel inside, but I know I shouldn't, not that I shouldn't. I mean, you, you should always feel what you feel, but it, it, you have to decide how to how to put it put those feelings out there like well i got to pause i need to be patient and i need to listen and i need to stop and sort of explain and it can be it can be taxing as just as a human being to, to you know especially when you're having these conversations over and over and over again um and as you probably know as a parent you're like you're just you're just repeating yourself like daily you're like no nope, uh, no that's not how we do things no nope, remember we're supposed to do this now nope you got to brush your teeth don't forget your socks put your shoes on and i'm like i have an 8 year old and a 12 year old and we're still having these conversations so yeah yeah <laughs> and you yeah, yeah. you just get you, you know but sometimes you you get to that point of like oh my god dude i tell you this every single day like when will you remember to turn the light off when you're done using the bathroom <laughs> Like, yeah but then you just to let go yeah. and be like this this is just isn't worth my energy it's like not worth yeah. any of my energy yeah. <laughs> well said oh man I mean, really yeah so i've i'm I'm curious <laughs> maybe related to this conversation i i saw yes. that you 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 did a bit of a digital device detox um and getting rid of some some looks like mostly apple devices um does any of that relate to uh, being a parent or is it just sort of a, is it, is it a personal thing or is it? Yeah, there's, it's, it's all the, all the above. I mean, I, I, uh, so there's a couple of, of avenues in terms of an answer to this question. And it's a great topic too, because, you know, I mean, it really, it kind of pertains to like, maybe as you would put like a work-life balance, you know, um, as someone who is, a freelance, you know, UX designer, strategist, consultant. I feel like I'm spending more of my time looking for projects or tracking down clients uh, than doing actual work. So, and then I found at some point within the last year, like, well, if I have the watch which will streamline some notifications so that I can respond easier instead of take the fucking phone out to, you know, whatever that may help me in the, in the long term. Or if I have the tablet, I don't have to whip out the computer so often, which is, you know, bulkier, you know, like a MacBook pro, all this, all this stuff, whatever, whatever reasons I, I came up with to justify purchasing these products to be fair, as an ecosystem, these products work. Mm-hmm. But uh, as someone who is, I'm growing kind of wearier as I as I navigate my freelance career, and I guess constantly choose to like not go work full time on site for either whatever agency, enterprise, or even a startup. It's like. I I feel like 
if I go down that seemingly traditional path of like, I'm going to go and earn and secure our help, you know, help secure, you know, our sort of day to day or or our long-term goals as a family that I will be spending less time raising my daughter. You know, if I have to go commute, across town oh, yeah. to where most, most of the jobs are. And we live in Echo Park. Mm-hmm. So if I have to go commute to, you know, Silicon beach, that's easily eight hours of work and three hours of driving. I would not see my daughter unless it's like the weekend, which maybe even then it's like, I'm just maybe recouping. So, um, as I'm growing, like as I'm, having a stranger relationship with, with tech really as a whole right now, I've also been coming across like some really great to me, voices of reason, uh, like guys like Yuval Noah Harari yeah, and Tristan Harris and uh, Cal Newport, who I've just recently been introduced to his work, uh, you know, all saying, the same things, at least I'm hearing the same things just in different forms uh, where it's like, you need to create limits for yourself. You need to, to create the environment and the ambiance for doing like meaningful work. You know, you need to, you need time away to reflect. You can't always be plugged in. You can't always respond to these notifications because it literally it literally, it literally fucks with your brain. <laughs> it really does. To be, to be, to be crude about it, you know, I'm not trying to like be PG with this conversation, like, or any of these conversations. Like, it's become so, it, and it's become more apparent as a parent, uh, because I'm as a, I'm a freelancer, and I'm like always needing to look for the next thing yeah at least that's just my experience and it is a it is a minefield um so my sort of conscious decision to like i'm going to get rid of the superfluous apple devices um not because they suck because they work really well they work too well Uh, (laughs) they work too well and and i don't and i don't want to i don't want to lug the ecosystem around with me um, wherever I go. And I want to, I'm in a moment right now, like I'm about to turn like 36 in a few weeks and I'm like really sizing up like, okay, you know, I've been pursuing this particular career for about five years now. And it's for me, like a five-year report card is probably much needed Mm. for myself to see like, what am I doing I'm like, if I can evaluate what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, what I'm trying to pursue and, and what am I willing to sacrifice, you know, to get to where I want to go. And as I've been reading a bunch of, you know, Yuval Harari and listening to, you know, Cal Newport and, uh, you know, paying attention to what, you know, the, what, what is Tristan Harris's thing, the humane tech center for humane tech. Um, I'm, I feel more and more like I'm aligning with the values that, that these people are uh, standing for that I feel like, well, maybe I should really shift in that kind of a direction to help people curb their, uh, you know, bad, you know, bad, 
good bad i don't really want to sort of you know well there's a there's a balance it's a I there's think a I, balance i, think I understand yeah. what you're you're trying to, you know like it's a healthy balance of of consumption um and these devices do too well of a job of pulling you back in in order to see what the little notification says that the is beckoning your attention to then go dive into that app and spend however much time on it and so they can feed you ads and whatever or look for the next job or or watch the silly video um yeah it's there's but it's a it's a part of it's a sort of a necessary part of life i mean not that part but like the the way we communicate with these devices through these devices is a necessary part of life i mean you can you can try you can live a different life and try you can you can live without them and you know but you're i mean if you're in that space you're in the the tech space the you you know the ux uh, space like obviously you need to you you need to rely on these products um for your job but there there as a i mean i get what you're saying like as a freelancer it's it's never ending and you're also like every time that your email you see that email notification or you that sound or what have you you're like is that the next job? Um, did I get that job? Am I getting more hours? Like, what do they think? You know, or on the, you know, on the, on the other side of things, like, is that the client who expects me to work until nine or 10 o'clock at night and wants to turn yeah. around, you know, wants me to turn these revisions over tomorrow morning? Like it's, it's both of those. And there, there does need to be a balance. Um, and it, you, yeah. And, you know, device detox is, a, you know, a, a good start. Um, I think I would, encourage you if you haven't already to turn all your notifications off like a hundred percent um across the board uh because what i've realized is that you because we use our phones for so many other things besides you know or just so many other things um you know it's it's entertainment it's 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 work it's picking up the groceries it's getting a ride somewhere it's tracking our money it's searching for something the list goes on and on and on, and on as you know um but when it's when you pick up your device because hey I need to call in, an Uber or Lyft or what what have you, but then there's a notification for something related to work, you are immediately pulled out of your you know your excitement to get in the car to go to a concert or wherever you're going to your dinner party or whatnot, and you're like your brain is taken away, and so you can never you never seem to be able to have a singular moment you're always torn between all these other things that you're supposed to be getting like calling attention to and yeah. i think we all need to do better at at shutting these things off uh, and not 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 when i don't mean devices specifically i mean hey this is work time this is family time this is social time this is me time and you need to establish those and you need to stick with your you know stick with the that um that schedule, however you define it, and do not let anything get in the way of that, because Absolutely. then they all just stomp on each other, and you can never really be anywhere. You're always in ten different places, and I don't remember when I did it, but I, I there was a point where I just I'm like I'm done with all the notifications. When I pick up my phone to do something, I don't want it telling me that I need to do something else. That's not you know, yeah. Um, so that's my rant. Yeah, that's my rant about no, no. notifications and device and usage. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's always important for me to hear that, and it's definitely important for whoever is going to listen to this to hear that 
as well because there are nothing but constant forces are like constant forces from from many angles or many companies yes <laughs> or many many overlords at the same time to constantly grab your attention to pull it into this thing or to that thing um and i pretty much other than other than like phone calls and texts i've i've turned off like app notifications yeah. and whatnot um yeah i mean there's there's a bigger aspect of me for like i really want to model uh because it's such a moment right now you know for you know for like for our daughter it's like i really want to model um that that like at night we don't have to watch the screens for entertainment because it is a source of entertainment too um that there's so much you know there's other books or there's other toys or there's we could like we could put on a show or we can write a book or like all, all the, you know, all the ways to, to either be creative or relearn how to be creative, mm -hmm. you know, in the eyes of, you know, in the eyes of your kids. So, um, and, and taking more time to read books, you know, not, and not doing eBooks, but like get, get a book. Yeah. Yeah. Physical books. Yeah. <laughs> get physical books. And like, you know, I find physical books are, you know, one of the three ways that help me even like fall asleep if I need to fall asleep, you know, you know, that just works personally for me. Yeah. Um, like having that kind of brain power to read and then while you're laying in bed, it's just like, it's like, fuck Ambien. Like I, all I need is that. Dude, seriously, you know I mean? a book. I'm like, I'm good. I'm like, a book. I'm good. I'm yeah. You know, give me, give me 10 minutes, totally five, 10 minutes and I'm out. <laughs> totally. So, which is, um, so yeah, so there's there's that aspect of it. There's many many reasons why I'm doing that, and you know, like in having been inspired recently by you know these these voices um, out in the world. Um, there's actually a copy. What there's a there's a book called Digital Minimalism. I think that's Cal Newport's most recent book. That I still like. I'm already standing behind. I haven't even read the book. I'm like, oh, I'm totally already on that path anyway. So it's two words. And you're like, yeah, Digital I, I got it. Exactly. I got it. <laughs> I got it. Um, so there's that aspect of it. I'm also, I also want to experiment with, with being uh, different levels of, of connected. I mean, obviously the, you know, my, the iPhone is, is a priceless tool for connectivity, entertainment and productivity. But then there's also like, like there's actually a company who I'm I'm going to be talking to on the show soon. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of of um, this product. It's called the Light Phone. No, I haven't. The light the Light Phone is like one of these you know non smartphone, aka I guess dumb phone is the, okay is what okay. they're calling yeah. these things. Um, and its purpose is to like, uh, yeah, be a refuge for like, for like to not be a smartphone. Like if this thing can make calls and send texts and like have an alarm clock, but that's it. Like don't, yeah, don't, there's no other apps to, um, you know, for, for the sake of, you know, productivity and social media, like don't expect that from this. And it's not so like cut and dry like that. I don't think the message that they're sending out is like, 
you must stop using that. It's like, actually, no, we, we all, we all are agreeing, you know, based on their manifesto. We all agree that like, there's a, there's a epidemic here of like attention grabbing and finding that our brains aren't working because we're constantly, our brain, our awareness and attention are being cut up and chopped up into little bites of sushi with like answering this or getting that or interacting with this. So, so this is like a way to embrace uh, more time for yourself, but to also be reachable. Yeah. So I'm curious. Uh, I think I'm, I'm interested to hear that conversation. Yeah. Like they're sort yeah. of, yeah. um, how they see this fitting into the daily life of someone like you or me, or, or does it not, you know, as someone who works in the tech field and needs yeah. communication, you know, um, cause I, I see a value there, but it's, it's gotta be, um, it's gotta be only in certain situations. Um, I need, yeah. I need my phone. I need my iPhone, uh, you know, at certain points during the day and on certain days and, and, you know, whatever. Uh, but on other points, I like, I don't need it. I just need my, you know, family to be able to contact me. Um, yes. so how do you, you know, is it, is it, is it literally like, are you, are we swapping Sims? <laughs> like, I think, I think, I think there's an, I, I, I'm waiting for my phone to arrive, which I think is going to arrive in the next month or so. Cause it's like a, it was like an Indiegogo campaign mm-hmm. and, you know, um, and this is their second model. Their first model, uh, you know, their sort of flagship uh, model is, is just making and receiving calls. That's it. And the new one has an app store. The second model, the new one. No, I don't think it has an app store. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. It doesn't, it doesn't. I know the new one. The new one. And the new one is more like an e-ink display. Like the other one was just like a number, like a numpad. Oh yeah, got it. You know, this new one is like an e-ink display that that you can like, again, you can send and receive calls and you can send and receive texts. Uh, so it's, a, it's, you know, they realize that like many people communicate through text message. So that seems like an, you know, an integral thing. And like, granted, like there, uh, I also recognize where like texting is almost a preferred method of communication for people in my life. Uh, so I can see the value in that. So that's why I got the second, I'm waiting for the second one, but, uh, it's not a, I mean, it could be your, your sole device or it's like, a. um, you can take it with you versus your smartphone Mm -hmm. and, and you can sort of like forward the calls and texts to, to this device. It's like, I don't, I don't think it's a different SIM thing though. They will have a SIM in it that you can have as, as your sole device. Uh, but it's, you know, without sounding like really campy and cliche about it, I think there's kind of like a phone away from phone aspect to it. Yeah. Uh, which is, that's the value, you know, that's the biggest value to, to probably to many people, especially in what you just described. Like, yeah, I mean, you live with, with your iPhone, right? But like, if you're going to go out with your sons or you're going to have some family time or you're going to go on a walk by yourself, like you don't need your iPhone, but you can have something where you're still reachable, you know, and that's, that's, that, that's, that's sort of the biggest value proposition. That's interesting. Um, I'm totally on board with that. You know, like 
the more the more I think about it, you know, I, I think it's easy to sort of write it off immediately and say, "That's crazy. No one can do that. No one can really rely on that." But yeah. if the te- if the technology is sort of a forwarding situation where you know your phone away from your phone, or I just leave this, you know, it's not a phone anymore, and it's funny that we call it a phone. It's even funny that my kids call it a phone. Like, yeah. like their idea of a phone is you know not what we consider what a phone is. Um, but yes, my pocket computer my pocket PC that I can leave at home yeah. and then my, you know, my phone communication device that I take with me um, when I want a, a dedicated focused experience wherever I'm going and I'm not being distracted yeah. by these other things. Um, yeah. I can get on board with that. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, that's where I'm, you know, I want to experiment with it. I mean, we're also like, like we're in a co-op preschool. So I spend like a number of hours, like almost daily, like maybe an hour or two a day around our co-op. And like, I mean, there's just so, it's so like my life right now is so hands-on. Like I'm like baking and cooking more because I want that kind of immersive day-to-day, day-in-and-day-out experience. Like tea for me is always such a hands-on immersive experience and like, and always introducing tea to people, even as a, even as a service, you know, like as a team building or like a mindfulness kind of an experience. I mean, it is whatever I call it. It's, it's a tea experience, Mm -hmm. but it is a very immersive experience. I mean, that is, is, is a digital detox like in and of itself. I'm interested, man. I see all your, your, your tea, your tea uh, festivities or whatever you want to call it. Like your your tea consumption on Instagram and it looks so, I don't know, sort of meditative and maybe spiritual and, and interesting. And I'm, I'm definitely, I'd, uh, if I find myself, I don't know, in, in your neck of the woods, I, I may have to hit you up for some tea. Yeah, absolutely. Like the next time you guys are up here and stuff. It's funny. You're just talking about um, like, like doing these sort of tea ceremonies is, um, is that something you're doing just with friends or just with family or something you would consider doing maybe, as a opening it up to strangers for, you know, as a, Hey, I do, I offer tea ceremonies as like a, like a side business, I guess. I mean, I, I wouldn't want oh, to take it, away. It from- is, no, it very much actually is. I mean, you know, to be really transparent about it. I mean, I've been doing it for 10 years and the fact that I'm like really putting it into the forefront of like what I'm sharing with the world is definitely like, that's by design Got for it. me. Got it. Um, I've, I've been sharing it with friends um, and strangers alike. I mean, I actually have it as a service. Like I put together, I put together a site in universe and, and hopefully um, I'm explaining it as a service or as a, as a service for hire for, for people, for couples, for teams, um, retreats, things like that. Um, it's out, it's out there and it, and it is a, and I've done it. I've actually done it lately, uh, more than, than UX work. I was also like, I was on a contract, a remote contract with a company in Texas. Uh, it was like a 12 week project and like week, four or five they like they like shafted me it was like well 
that really sucks. And That's at lame. the same time, it was like, it was so lame. But at the same time, it was like, cool. Well, I'm going to like, I'm going to, I'm going to channel my frustration into like more podcasts, more, more tea as a service. And it's, you know, not to like quantify it, like, oh, it's been paying off for me, but, but it's been doing so much for me as an individual, as someone who's passionate about tea in and of itself, the culture, history, my experience of it, it being like really non-dogmatic, almost a spiritual kind of a tangible spiritual experience, but also as like a mindfulness experience that I can offer to people. Like, you want a digital detox? Cool. Sit with me for tea for like an hour and watch that shit. Like watch, watch how you do not reach for your phone because it's that immersive. Wow. And it's so subtle and it's, it's magic. I mean, it's really magical. Um, and there's, you know, all the, all the variables are important. You know, the, the textures, the shapes, the colors, you know, there's wood and there's clay and there's ceramics and, and, um, yeah, it's amazing. And yeah, and so if you check out imagesoft.xyz, so there's a little plug there. <laughs> You'll see. I, I will. I will do that. I, You'll dude, see. Seriously, you got me super interested. Um, yeah. Because I, um, I... You'll see it there. I feel pretty um, ignorant when it comes to tea. Um, but I did. I, I I do have to mention, I found I I, I made sure that I was going to be drinking tea during this podcast because... <laughs> I think you always you, you sounds like you're usually drinking tea during your podcast. Oh, I'm drinking. I've been drinking tea this, for this. Yeah, this. Hour I sort of assume as much. I know it's it's it's. I'm sorry to say it. It's just Trader Joe's green tea, but it's. I am drinking hey, tea. <laughs> it's it's your yeah. You the fact that you the fact that you knew ahead of time I'm gonna do this. You know, like sort of in the name of like of yeah. Course, that's, man. That's the most important thing. <laughs> and next time, like for the next chapter in our conversation, like maybe you'll be here in person or I'll, I'll find myself down there and like we'll do it over, you know, over some puer and that'll, it's a good, it's a really good like rearrange. That's a good perspective shift. That sounds cool. Oh my God, there's so much more I want to talk about. And yet I really want to be mindful of time. I mean, it's already been about 90 minutes. Um, I could probably... How are you on time? You know, it's it's really up to you. I could... Um, you know what? If I could pause and use the restroom real quick and I could probably do another 20 minutes, half an hour. <laughs> well, well, the funny thing is I, don't, I, I don't, actually... I have, to, I have to get on a call in about 20 minutes. Uh-huh. So... Not to rush you, but like if you want to jump off, use the loo. This is actually the, you're. This is awesome. You're the first person in any of these conversations to pause, use the loo, come back, and then we'll like we'll sort of wrap it up. <laughs> or like wrap up. Cool. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to interfere with the flow. I mean, I back yeah. also. No, no, no. Okay, give me, give me. Let's give do me, it. Give me sixty seconds. All right. You got okay. it. Okay. <laughs> This is cool. And I'm not going to edit this out because I think this pause is important. It's an important pause uh, because it's really real, on, you know, first and foremost. Um, it may seem kind of like strange and very sort of Mr. Rogersy to sort of like, now I'm just speaking to you, listener, for, for the 60 seconds. Um, but I just wanted to note that this is the first time 
in the life of the show that this has happened, which I think is special. Um, and as you, the listener, knows already, I don't edit this show, so uh, this is an unscripted and, and, and real freeform and unedited moment, which I'm still proud about. And what else can I say? Sounds like we're back. All right. <laughs> so cool. Nice. I also wanted so not so two things I wanted to to mention that are super uh, meaningful to me. Number one, that was the first time that's ever happened in the show, which I think is super special to have that sixty second window. And number two, you're actually, uh, I think you are the first patreon supporter that i have for this show awesome i'm i'm proud to support it man i i really and i am yeah i'm so grateful and that's really been like a a funny sort of strange you know kind of self 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 strange stranger things kind of uh (laughs) uh experience for me is like how i want to move forward with this show how I want to have it grow organically, you know, maybe through sort of not member support, but like listener support instead of like, I'm going to find some product to, to, uh, you know, plug or something. Right. Uh, and that kind of more like sort of traditional ad sponsorship. So, so thank you, Ben Garrett for being my first, uh, Patreon supporter because it's really meaningful to me and uh, it just helps like, you know, helps the thing sustain itself, which was great. You're welcome. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm happy to, you know, to support. I, I think it's as someone who's always looked for support for the, the art that I do, I want to try and support as, you know, the artists that inspire me as much as possible. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, wow, this is a funny moment because now my bladder is like, hey man, 90 minutes of tea and like you, we got to like, you know, we have another phone call coming, like we, we got to, we got to get, <laughs> we got to get on this. And as you know, like tea is such a fun diuretic that like, like beer, once you start, once your bladder starts, it's kind of just like. You know, you don't just pee once, like a couple times. <laughs> so, um, uh, man, that being said, I just like right now, I'm trying to think about some one thing we could talk about for five minutes. It seems stupid to like, oh, I want to like focus on like a thing for like this many, this many units of time. Uh, I hear you. I'm trying. I'm. I'm. I'm but I mean, we've gone to such really great moments already, and it's like, and there's so much more I want to ask you and inquire and like and just touch on in like future conversations. I'm really kind of emphasizing like this isn't like you're not you're not like a guest just once. I want to like have people come back and talk about different conversations and maybe even like get more than one person in 
at the same time to like go over some, that'd be really cool to like have you and Joseph Cohen from universe, like riff on, you know, the sort of app creation experience. Yeah. That'd be like that. That just, that just popped in my head right now. Like that'd be uh that'd be interesting. You know, it's always, mm-hmm. it's always neat to talk to um, other creators, other entrepreneurs and, and sort of hear what their, you know, what their goals are and, and how they're, trying to achieve those goals and, and, you know, the sort of the challenges of, uh, running a business and, and I'm sure we could have some tidbits of, you know, advice for each other and so on and so forth. But yeah, that, that, that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One of the things I actually wanted to sort of mention, I may have mentioned this, I feel like we talked about this uh, briefly, maybe it was even over text was that, um, I'm super excited that you started a podcast and I think because maybe you touch on some of the things that I've always, um, I've been interested in having conversations about. I've, I've always thought it'd be interesting to start a podcast and I think I'm coming from a place of, um, maybe like, uh, the perspective from a male and a dad and the sort of, the trials and tribulations of, of that. I, I, I guess I don't think, I don't think males express their feelings as much and maybe could, could use, use conversation a little more often. And I think I, like my, if I was going to do a podcast, it would be maybe focused around that maybe like, Hey, what's, what's, <clears throat> what kind of things are you dealing with as a dad right now that you're, um, or dad or a, or a spouse or a partner or um, what kind of inner emotions are, are going on within inside you that you're maybe feel vulnerable or uncomfortable to share that you need to talk to about, talk, talk about. Maybe, maybe this is a seed. Maybe this is a seed for like us. Maybe we should be co-hosts of like a dad cast. <laughs> dad cast. <laughs> I mean, there, there, if you do some research and like come back to me on, I, I'm game. Like I've been wanting to start like a men's tea circle for like 10 years, yeah. like unsuccessfully. I mean, schedules, traveling things like location, like all these, like, it'd be great to do one in person, but like, yeah, these like really real vulnerable, constructive conversations mm-hmm. can be had, like space can be shared, not just in person, but like through this medium. Yeah, There are a couple of like dad oriented podcasts out there look at those and then get back to me and then let's just like start one. It's, it's like really this, this experience of making this podcast has been, uh, in actuality, very fun and easy to start up, Mm -hmm. but like getting, getting to starting was like a hard thing for me. Again, like, I don't know if people want to talk to me, what am I going to talk about? Should there be a focus? I want to talk to like everyone about everything, you know, all that, all those kinds of like, again, it's not just like, I'm not saying like, I'm just sort of self-flagellating, but just trying to strategize. Like, what is my, what is my value? You know, like what, how, what is my differentiator as a podcast? Cause there are like 800 billion of course. podcasts yeah. right out there, but a space for, for dads or even, even dads to be like, I've, I've been thinking about like sharing like our our sort of birth story as like a way to like 
help dads or help in, you know incoming dads or things like that. I'm, I'm I'm always thinking about how I can help. Yeah. Other, yeah, just help people like hold space or like hear a story, share a story, share an anecdote, learn something. So yeah, please more of that. All right. Let's do that. No, that's a, that's that's want- that's motivating. I I, I think. Like you said, like the hardest part was starting. I, I yeah, uh, it's funny. I was I was really curious. I was really curious on the sort of you know like the technical side of a podcast. I just had this vision of like, okay, we both have to have like, we both have to have a microphone, like a nice microphone on either side of our computer, and then we're gonna both record it because we can't record the streaming conversation because that could break down. And what if the internet goes out? Like, there's all these things that just went to my head. But of course, there's a service that does it for you. So when you sent me the link, I was many. like, "Is that easy? Wow!" There are many. There are so. This is just one. We're, Zencaster is just one service. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's a big world, and there are like podcast conferences and expos, sure. and gatherings, and it's just it's a whole. All these industries, like it's so wild. Um, but yeah, like I would love to. Like, like actually, one of the things I still need to get, even now, like six months later, is like a field recorder and like decent vocal mics. I have these like USB mics that I use. And like, as a listener, hopefully it doesn't sound <laughs> like garbage. No, no, you're, I, the, the quality sounds pretty good. Like what, from what I've heard on your end. Yeah. And this is like a, you know, a $30 Amazon USB condenser mic. So there's, it's doable like on, on, on a tight budget. You know, what you end up paying for is, is like subscribing to the service, like subscribing to like this service to, uh, you know, to, to have whatever paying for bandwidth or right. those kinds of things. Right. But we're like hosting the, hosting the show. Like I host the show on SoundCloud. So I pay SoundCloud, like, I don't know, 16 bucks a month right. to right. host all the episodes. There are different avenues, but yeah. it's totally doable. Well, that's good to know. I don't know. No, I'm, yeah. I'm motivated. There you go. <laughs> seed. The seed has been planted. Yes. <laughs> and and for me, like I'm focusing now, right now, like on partnerships and like doing things with others. Having been a freelancer for years and being like a, I've I've and I've used this like really cliched metaphor of like I've been like you know like Chewbacca without a Han Solo in the design world or as like a parent, like I need, you know, like I'm game for joining forces and seeing what happens in, in partnership and collaboration. So I think there's it's having somebody to hold you accountable for the things you want to do is super important and it yeah. helps push both of you. Like, you know, like the creative stuff, the creative sort of light installation stuff I do is, um, I'm only half of that. My, uh, Kyle Stewart, who is somebody I also work with at Pixite is my partner there and we push each other and it's, it's super helpful. Like, um, cause it's, you know, uh, I don't think we would have sort of produced as many projects that we produced so far and, and explored as many ideas that we've, we've had without, you know, on our own. Um, and we're both exploring ideas individually and then we're like, Oh, wait a minute. Hey, I got this thing. What do you think about it? And then it, it grows into something you, you weren't expected. And, and that, that part's exciting. Um, yeah. Amazing. And seem, and seemingly so natural yeah, as well. Exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. Partnerships are 
are not a necessity, but um, uh, can be very helpful in, in achieving a goal. Uh, exactly. Well, let it be known that this. <laughs> All right. It's on record. I think it's on record. So we're, that's it. We're holding each other accountable today. All right. And, uh, and again, thank you for the time and the space. Thank you. And the voyage, you know, the odyssey of the conversation. And I can't wait for the next one or just for the beginning of our show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a, no, that's it. Um, I really enjoyed the time. And thank you. Yeah. This is thanks so much. Really fun. I think uh, you fulfilled my podcast dreams. Yay. I'm happy to <laughs> happy to happy to be the the what is it, the the arbor, the arbiter, yeah. bringer. Yeah, something like that. I think this tea <laughs> is finally starting facilitator. to get me. A facilitator, thank you. Um all right, onwards and forwards. I'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. Bye. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. It was in depth and I can't wait for our next chat and I'll definitely let you know any news about our uh, future dad oriented podcast have no idea what it's going to be called or when it will begin but the seed was planted as you heard so check out Ben on Instagram at Ben Garrett uh, I'll write that down in the comments as well for spelling. You can also check out his other creative outputs, uh, namely Luminal, which also has an Instagram handle. But if you go to Luminal.com, that's L-U-M-I-N-U-L.com, also at Luminal underscore creative to see more visual art through lighting design. And if you want to check out Pixite apps, Go check them out on Instagram at P-I-X-I-T-E-A-P-P-S. Download their apps. They're incredible for all kinds of reasons. And again, check out Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Wabi Sabi podcast. And for more info on where else you can stream the show, go to wabisabipodcast.xyz. Thanks.